0: Hello, Sharks. I am Jonathan Little here today with another episode of Weekly Poker Hand, where we're going to be reviewing a hand played by poker video blogger Trevor Savage, Raising the Nuts. Make sure you check him out at youtube.com slash Raising the Nuts. I have a link to his channel in the description below. He has a, a very, very fun style of poker, as we are about to see. He is a professional poker player who lives in New Jersey. He did a play every hand challenge where he had to play every hand dealt to him. And let's see, face an all-in or a three-bet before him. I actually did this a long time ago. I forget who was exactly involved. This was, must have been 15 years ago. Goodness gracious. We were playing in Texas. Actually, chopping the Sunday million the next day. This is how I remember this. And um, I was the only one who won. I think it was me, Tom Dwan, Dave Benefield, and Peter Jetton. I think those were the competitors. I could be wrong. That was a ridiculous trip. Maybe we'll talk about that one day here on the channel. All right. If you want, it, you want to make sure you don't miss on that. Click the like and subscribe buttons below. Also, click the notification bell. Anyway, here we have an interesting spot. Let's just take a look. This is uh, this is an interesting scenario.
1: <laughs> he has the straddle on. I make it forty dollars or thirty-five dollars with five-six offsuit.
0: He... okay. We're playing three-five-ten. Okay. Folds are now to Trevor in the small blind, which I'm presuming is the first blind. Second blind would be the big blind. Third blind would be the straddle. I'm presuming. Pulls to Trevor with 6-5 offsuit. All right, right off the bat, this hand's way too weak to raise. That said, Trevor likes to get in there and battle. I'm not going to nitpick his pre-flop play. If you want to make sure, though, that you're playing fundamentally sound poker, make sure you check out pokercoaching.com fundamentals quiz. If you can get 10 out of 10 right there, you are probably a crusher. So make sure you check it out at pokercoaching.com fundamentals quiz. There'll be a link below. From the small blind in a three blind game, you need to be incredibly tight. Why? Because the player's in position get to call with a really wide range because they are getting good pot odds, closing the action. So this is a scenario where we just want to play a good, strong range of hands, and you actually should be quite tight in this scenario, especially if you're playing in a game where there's a rake. I don't know if they take rake out of these pots in Maryland Live or not, where this hand took place, but that's definitely a consideration. So anyway, I would just fold here. He calls out of the straddle. We raise to 35, straddle, Zach calls, fine. We take the flop heads up. I'm gonna bet $30. Okay, okay. Here we have a bet in the dark. (laughs) I told you, Trevor gets out there. He's savage, right? Trevor bets $30 into the $85 pot in the dark with a 6-5 offsuit. I mean, sure, you can do whatever you want. So look, this is a scenario where I think you probably wanna be betting with hands that typically flop some equity, right? When, I mean, look, I I don't know if I've ever bet in the dark in my life. I have little to no experience about this. I'm gonna default to Trevor. He probably knows what he's doing. My take on this, is that when you bet in the dark, you want to make sure whatever hand you have is usually going to have some equity on basically all boards. The problem with betting hand like 6-5 of clubs is what if the board comes King-Jack-9? You're just dead, right? Like you have 0% equity. Whereas if you bet Ace-4 on King-Jack-9, at least then you have an overcard, right? So I don't think this is a particularly great hand to lead, Um, in the dark or bet in the dark because very often you're just going to flop little to no equity. Like right here, I mean, this is actually an okay board because we're going to have some bluffing potential on the turn if a diamond comes or if a diamond doesn't come right. If the diamond comes, you can bet your opponent off of non-flush hands. And if the diamond uh, does not come, you can bet your opponent off their flush draws. So this is a spot where actually (laughs) it's a pretty good board for him because he has a gut shot to a straight, which, you know, he could still lose if he makes a straight and he's against a flush. But he got a pretty good flop to make the lead. And um, on this board, I think actually betting small is is reasonable and fine with with this hand. So, there you go.
1: I'm gonna look at my hand.
0: I bet thirty dollars
1: in the dark, and the flop comes king, two, three, all diamonds. Do you have diamonds?
0: I have one diamond. I thought it was eight diamonds.
1: That seems like it should be enough to continue then.
0: Yeah. Trevor's a chatterbox, huh? Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I am gonna do it.
1: We do a little table chatter that you yeah. guys will see on here. He makes the call. Yeah, you got one diamond. You I can't have ace diamonds, so but I have another ace. My ace is not a diamond. I have a gutter, and I'm going to hit it right here.
0: Look, his opponent is talking a lot. I, again, am not the most well-versed player in table talk. I would uh, default to Zach Elwood on this. There's a book called Verbal Poker Tells that talks a lot about this type of thing. That said, people usually do not make blatant lies about their hands, but who knows what's happening here. Look, we're playing three, five, 10 with $2,000 or $1,500 in front of us. You gotta presume these players who are in here chatting, having fun, probably have some experience of this. They're probably not doing the standard, like low level stuff that you may see from like very, very recreational players, right? I presume both these players are pretty good at poker.
1: Yeah, get it. I got, I got it now. The turns and offsuit four. I got it now. So we have a straight now. Most of this is probably gonna be just shown on the video clip because I can't even talk about what just happened. I make a straight, obviously. I bet a hundred dollars.
0: I like the hundred dollar bet here. If your opponent has a diamond, you want to get money in the pot. If they have um, like a king, you want to get money in the pot. If they have some nonsense diamond, like, eight seven with the eight of diamonds you don't care if they fold right i think i maybe would bet even a little bit bigger especially in a live cash game because i think people just don't fold the ace or the queen of diamonds all that often to any reasonable bet and i think 125 would be viewed as equally reasonable as 100 and then you just get 25 more dollars in the pot with what is usually the best hand right we could be beat i want to make that clear it's not like i think we have the super nuts or anything it's kind of unlikely though that we are beat and uh, we beat a lot of the opponent's range so you just want a value bet here
1: I have a straight. A straight? Yeah, I told you.
0: Oh five. my God. The opponent announces, I have ace five. Do we believe him? I don't know. I don't. The
1: <laughs> diamond. I probably have a straight, too. Uh, if you have a bigger straight, I will never play poker again.
0: If <laughs> you have a bigger. Well, okay, so look. As this guy continues talking, I think his name Zach, right? As Zach continues talking about his hand, if you have a bigger straight, I will never play poker again. I'm starting to believe he's telling the truth. Why would you tell the truth? I do not know. But I'm starting to believe he's telling the truth in this scenario unless he's just like, I don't know, some weird leveler. I would presume the guy is a straight. He may have the straight and the flush. Wouldn't be shocked if he shows up with the ace five of diamonds here. Usually when people talk a lot, especially if it's kind of abnormal, it's almost always a sign of strength. So let's keep that in mind. Also, we hear Trevor talking a decent amount too. I don't know if that's, very standard for him, or kind of abnormal, but general tell for everyone, pretty much across the board. When someone starts chatting and it seems, like, cognizant, like they're actually putting together a real sentence, as these players both are, they're usually just telling the truth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or they're happy. Rax! We need, we need racks.
0: River is a blank. We need racks implies I'm about to stack this guy. Alright. Board is king, three, two, four, jack, three diamonds, two spades. What in the world do we do with our 6 5 in this scenario for straight? After the opponent announces they have a straight and that we could have a bigger straight, meaning they have ace 5 or they're fibbing to us. In this scenario, what would you do? Pot is $345 with $1,300 behind. Take a second, think about it. In this scenario, would you check? Would you bet small like 100? Would you bet medium like 250? Or would you bet big, like 600, about 2x pot? Pause the video and write what you would do in the comment section below. All right, this is an interesting scenario where I really think you could go all different directions. If I was making a quiz for my training site, pokercoaching.com, I would probably give all of the options a reasonable score because your strategy here depends a lot on what Zach is going to do. I'm having a sale right now at PokerCoaching.com, by the way, for Father's Day. Shout out to all the fathers out there. My kids are somewhere running around out here. Um, we're having a big sale at PokerCoaching.com. Make sure you check it out at PokerCoaching.com fathers. We'll put a link in the comment section below. Don't miss out. I do a lot of work for all of you. Take advantage of it. Um, okay, so in this scenario, you definitely don't want to bet small. I think a small bet is pretty bad unless you bet like $40. If you bet 40 then your opponent may raise with, a six, or with the with the Ace-Five, assuming that's what he has. Um, if you check, yeah, he'll bet. Sometimes he just gets weirded out because of all this table talking doesn't bet, though, which would be a disaster. So I, I think we want to bet. And I think if we're going to bet, we either want to go really tiny to induce a raise or we want to go like medium. I think probably like $300 is probably ideal because I don't think anybody's folding Ace-Five for $300. Um, should we go big, like, 500? Given the abnormal way that all this table talk has happened, as far as me as an observer for one hand can tell, I don't think I would go for an overbet here because I think that may actually weird the opponent out. That said, we have a camera going. The opponent knows we have a camera going. He he knows that we are Trevor Savage. We're savage. We're getting in there. So maybe, maybe it's okay to go for the overbet and just try to get maximum value from the straight. That said, is the opponent just lying? I don't know. Um, I thought initially when he announced a straight, I'm like, okay, yeah, guy's clearly lying. But as he talks more and more, and it seems like he's really basing all this talk around the fact that he obviously has a straight. I think he just has a straight. Like, I would just bet, I bet like 300 bucks here and expect to get called. Um, Do, what do we do if he raises us? If we bet 300 and he raises, I think it's actually a fold. Uh, a, A pretty easy fold as well, because the guy announces a straight and we're still blasting him. And then he raises us. Mm -mm -mm. unless the guy's insane. I mean, Zach may be insane, but I don't think most people are doing that. So this is a spot where I think the right play is to bet something like 300 or even bigger, like 500 if he thinks you're getting in there battling. Definitely don't check because it would be a disaster for the guy to check it back. And uh, you could bet really small if you know your opponent's really inclined to bluff raise. And I think about a small bet, by the way, is if you bet small, like $50 or $40, is that even like pocket 10s will call you or, you know, jack 10 with the jack of diamonds will call you, whereas it will not call a 300 bet most likely. And these straights will very likely put in the raise, which is good because then you can just call the raise, right? That way you don't bet 300 and get blown off your hand if your opponent does decide to run an insane bluff with like ace X of diamonds, right? Like ace ace of diamonds, six. That'd be a disaster for the opponent to jam over us if we bet kind of big. So I like a small bet here too against a lot of people, which is not necessarily the normal play, but here if we bet small and we get raised to any amount, we can just call because we know the small bet has induced bluffs. So I'd either go really small, like 50 bucks or like 300.
1: Give him racks. He's out. How
0: much? Confidence.
1: Get him get him some racks. I go for some value bet 225 <laughs> and then this happens. This full discussion, just watch it, you'll enjoy it.
0: <laughs>
1: get him some racks. He's got Ace. You are living rent-free in this man's head, you know. <laughs> rent-free in his head, tell him.
0: I'm thoroughly on that. you you I have a straight, look. I know you have the straight. He's thinking about
1: folding. I might let it go.
0: He might let it go. So look. I will venture to say here that I think Zach is actually considering folding this Ace-Five. I don't think it'd be a good fold in general. I think it's just a no-brainer call. But all of this table talk has weirded him out which is a big problem when we really want to get called, right? And this is why I don't really engage in table talk all that much, especially against, like, pretty good players, because I don't know how they're going to view me, and maybe they—maybe I have tells in my table talk game, because, again, I'm not all that experienced in this. Perhaps Trevor is substantially more well-versed in table talk than I am, and he probably is, because here we are in this video blog, right? Um, You really—if your opponent's thinking about making a big fold, though, when you have a very strong hand, that is not good for you, because— we're trying to get called. If they're if you the guys considering folding this hand, if he had King Queen, he's definitely going to fold, right? So, and that's a hand that should very often just easily call in the scenario. I think so. It's a spot where I I think the table talk may end up costing Trevor a river bet. That said, like Ace Five is just a no brainer call in any any normal world. Um, also, Trevor goes two twenty five. I think you could get, just get more. Like if Zach does have the straight. He, he's never folding. And and so far, as table talk, I mean, <laughs> he actually has it. <laughs> I'm shocked he actually has it, but he, he does have it. And um, I think the table talk, well, the, the fact that we think he has the straight should make us very inclined to go for the big bad, like 300 or so. Okay. I think oh, I should let go. Weird start. it out.
1: Get him in racks.
0: He's <laughs> so cool about it. He doesn't even care. do to so this is where I don't have a big sample on Zach, I'm sorry, on Trevor's table talk. If Trevor actually is just like, cool as a cucumber here, and normally he is not 100% cool as a cucumber, that is definitely a tell, and you do not want to be presenting that because then it's like kind of obvious you have a good hand, or at least you're you're fine if your opponent has a straight, you don't care because you win, right? Again, I don't know how Trevor normally plays, maybe this is default, but... I'm trying to help everyone here, and if you are normally, let's say you're normally very quiet when you play, but all of a sudden when you have the nuts, you talk every time, and when you have a bad hand, you don't talk at all, that's a bit of a problem, clearly. People will pick up on that, especially at 3 five, ten. You like seeing people be tortured?
1: Back I, I'm so happy that this what? moment's happening right now. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, this is the happiest I've ever been during a tank moment, because we know what's going on. It's like Max YouTube world will see this. Sweating it out. I feel like it's more likely that you have
0: a plus than that you have a fire
1: before you it, Matt before you. How can
0: I? I would never fold this against anybody else. That's a problem, right? I would never fold this because he knows this was an easy call, but here we got to sweat it out. Good fold. He's kneeling me so hard. Actually, it hurts.
1: <laughs> when you make this fold, then right. you're gonna totally redeem yourself to the YouTube commenters. What? Uh, <laughs> how can I We're gonna get a 25? zoom in. Get a, get a close up on what he's thinking about right is now. Is it gonna be redemption, or is it gonna be make it there's ten only, times worse? There's, there's only. Let's show the board. Oh, wow. The problem for him is that he screwed it away. H T Frank T A I Ten
0: Wild Wild Ten T A I Frank H T Williams Tom Tom Joe Buffalo and Jose Rodriguez. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <geez>. oh. <laughs> uh, he takes the cards out of here. Oh, that's a fun hand, huh? So, look. I I, Like I said, I think Zach's hand is just a no-brainer call normally. But, again, I don't know anything about Trevor's play. This is talking in general. If your opponent is really calm, really cool, chatting it up, no problem. That's usually a sign of strength unless they're talking all the time. And uh, that should make you more inclined to fold. That said, here we have a straight. Straights are pretty good. If you think about it, though, you actually lose to all the nuts. What are nuts, right? Nuts here are flushes. There's a lot of flushes available. So I'm not going to say this was a fold, but... Like Zach said before he made the call, this is this is like almost a fold. Fun hand, so that's gonna be it for today. Huge thanks to Trevor for letting me use this hand here on my channel. If you like this video, do me a favor, click like and subscribe below. Also, click the notification bell. If you have any video bloggers who have hands that you like, put a link to the video, tell me the time that it takes place and I will definitely check it out. Make sure you head over to youtube.com RaisingTheNuts and subscribe to Trevor as well. That's gonna be it for today. I hope you enjoyed this video. Good luck in your games. Make sure you check out the Father's Day sale, pokercoaching.com fathers. That's all I have for you. Good luck, sharks. I'll talk to you next time. Hello. Do I have your attention? Good. You know I love to give away lots of free strategy advice here on my YouTube channel, so do me a quick favor. Can you click the subscribe button right here and right down here below? Thank you. See you in the next video.